0: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Now listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right, their little tushies, all shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining Dawson's Tushy now, and it makes me smile. Now, Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all babies' curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers right now. We got you, baby. Let's get real. No one has time for cold sores, especially when you're juggling weddings, holiday parties, and work functions. If you suffer from cold sores, fever blisters, and outbreaks caused by the herpes virus— azurex is an all-natural homeopathic treatment that will change your life
1: just apply it topically as soon as you feel that familiar first tingle and when you have an active outbreak azurex will soothe the pain and help you heal faster
0: order today and use code help to save 20 percent at azurx.com love it or your money back guaranteed stop a cold sore before it starts and heal an outbreak faster order azurex today
2: Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine.
3: This is Suckers.
2: Suckers. I'm Kalen
4: Bell.
3: I'm Dean Bell. The most dramatic podcast ever. An iHeartRadio podcast. So we're here, yeah, we're here at the hotel in Carmel and everybody's, we've taken over this. It's very cute, very cute seaside hotel. And there's like, I don't know, like, 30 rooms or something. And we have all of them (laughs) because there's- It
5: has that nice feeling of kind of like what you guys did with your wedding. Mm -hmm. You took over the property and everybody's together.
3: So Dean and Caitlin are here with us. And Lauren and I have, it's a lovely room. Love this hotel. But our room is, when I say it's above the lobby, you walk up some stairs behind the desk and that's our room.
5: Dean, did you have a mustache yesterday? (laughs)
1: What are you
3: talking about? (laughs) No.
1: I've always had an exposed upper lip.
3: Last night. Last night. did Did
1: you- stay up and shave shave
3: your mustache? That's so random. Did you shave last night or this morning?
1: I don't know what you guys are talking about. I've always looked like this.
3: (laughs) When you look child, but you look so young. I
1: feel feel like you guys are making like a weird joke that I'm not in on right now. I know for sure
3: that you had a mustache. I have to look (laughs) back at it. I I rode in a golf cart with him for seven hours (laughs) yesterday, so now I'm like, I feel like a real jerk if I don't.
5: The reason that I know is because he was telling me step oh. by step how when he pulls on his mustache hairs it helps him sneeze. <laughs> oh, and your nose,
3: nose, nose, hairs. nose, nose, hairs. nose <laughs> hairs. Okay. I really
1: get in there for the nose hairs. <laughs> Why
3: do you need to sneeze? Why would you want to make? I sneeze?
1: love sneezing. It's one of my favorite things to do. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> sneezing is it's it's, it's, it's it's a fun experience. You're now. sneezing
5: on purpose. Yes. Oh, yeah. So oh,
1: you'll 100%. just grab a nose hair
3: and pull it. just. To, just and sometimes cause, I'll
1: do this because you're bored. Mm. And if, to you make get him it, if you get it just right, you can make yourself sneeze whenever you feel can like it. Can you try it. to
3: do it right now? And honestly, you just want to sneeze?
1: Mm, okay. No, we're not going to get there. So, It'll take too long. Don't so they last, say
5: that sneezes are like one-tenth of an orgasm oh yeah, so or you have ten
3: of them rapidly, real quick? You're on <laughs> cloud nine. Um, so last night, we went to Sadie's to see the, uh, the, the picture, the infamous now picture hanging over the toilet. And we left, I don't know, around midnight or something like that, and all of a sudden you, we can hear everything going on in the little lobby and I mean, it's a, it's kind of an old house. And so we can hear everything. If someone like clears their throat, we can hear it downstairs. I want to
5: clarify. I'm being honest. We could not understand anything anyone was saying. We no, we couldn't, you can't hear it's it. Just can just hear, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just dull noise. Yeah. If so, you sneezed, we probably would have distinguished. <laughs> I can <it. laughs> specifically
3: hear people. So I immediately heard Sarah Hyland and I'm like, okay, Sarah and Wells are downstairs. I didn't know who else, but I could hear there was a group of people and I was kind of in and out of consciousness. And I was like around two in the morning, I still heard the people talking downstairs in the lobby and I'm like, and the last words I heard when you guys, now I know it was you guys came in, Sarah saying, whatever you have, open it.
5: That was in the beginning. When we first came in, we heard Sarah say, if any type of wine, open it. And we were like, oh,
3: seriously. (laughs) And then, so how long did you guys stay up? Well, first of all, not
1: me. I went back by myself from the book. I left Sadie's by myself thinking they were going to be shortly up behind me, but then I go to bed, wake up, and then she's just next to me. It's actually really funny. I'll let Kayla answer that question in a second, but she goes to bed at 8.30 p.m. every single night at home. She's always in bed before nine, and then whenever she gets together with Sarah, she's staying up until 3, 4 a.m. That's weird. That's like it's
3: Ben so- and Jess. Ben and Jess are like that. Ben's like, yeah, we go to bed at like oh, 8.30. Yeah. So you're normally like an 8.30 person?
4: Yeah, me and Jess are the same that way, but when I'm with Sarah, uh, it's the only... I, I don't really like to drink a lot and let... like.
3: Yeah, you unless know, you I, have a partner. Uh-huh. What is it about Sarah that brings know. it out in you? It,
4: and same with Jess. Me and Jess were like, the only time we ever get drunk is when we're with Sarah. Hmm. And I think I might still be a little drunk.
3: Yeah. She's your muse.
5: Well, I was just doing the math on if you went to bed <laughs> after three, it's it, it's nine a.m. now. You're not, not. Are you
4: okay? Great. Okay? And then to what you <laughs> guys were,
1: <laughs> feeling great. To what you guys were saying earlier too. We're on the bottom floor, so whoever's in the room above us was stomping around at like five thirty a.m. Oh this gosh, morning. Yes. So it was a rough, rough warning. That story. was
5: Sarah and Wells just getting home. It, it probably was.
3: <laughs> this has been fun because again, you know, you can stay in a big hotel and that's lovely. Um, but we're staying at the La Petite Pali. Um, and it really, this really is like a, an old house that wraps around a courtyard. And so if you go get a cup of coffee in the small little lobby, if you go get whatever you're like, you're bumping into each other. And anytime we step out of our rooms, we're running. it. so it's like, we are a big fit fa- at this family getaway, which is kind of cool because yes. we sat this morning and, we yeah. did not intend to do this, but all of a sudden we had breakfast with Tardik and Bob Guinea and the Firestone showed up and then Justin came down with his computer. And
1: uh, and then
5: Dean shaved his mustache in front of everybody, which I'm glad we were all there for. I still for.
1: don't know if that, if you're making a joke about me or not, <laughs> or, or what's going on with that, but go, you, babe, keep Can
5: talking.
6: It's like Stanley in
1: the office yesterday.
5: where they're like, does he have a mustache? Does yeah. he have a mustache? <laughs> okay. So Kaylin, you stayed up till 3am. Do mm-hmm. you do what happens when my girlfriends and I have a group trip together? You had which-
3: such a bushy mustache <laughs> you. yesterday. Ah, you guys got me on right dick. Why did you why did you shave it?
1: I just felt like uh fresh like looking fresh, you know? Changing it up a little bit.
3: He does this all the time. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. It, it's I just mean, like a sudden I'll speak for Kaylin.
1: Yeah. You prefer no mustache. You have a handsome face. Thank you. I yeah. appreciate you're a really it. Handsome wow, man. you guys are too nice. Yeah.
3: I I like no mustache. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was actually just going through random old pictures from when I was like in my twenties and stuff and it's I was, we were talking about this the other day yeah. too. It definitely have gotten less attractive and it's annoying looking <laughs> at you because you've gotten way, I don't want to say more handsome because you've always been handsome, but you, like I said the other day, you look 20 years younger. Thank oh, you. That's
5: yeah. so nice. I think it was leaving the show.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> lost I'm really a lot not of joking. stress, a lot of weight. <laughs> yeah.
3: What about like, can you do scruff? Nope. Okay. No, so that's why I do the mustache okay. because I
1: get like a weird goatee. Cause I could
3: see you with scruff. I bet you'd look good. I
1: wish. Well, you remember, I don't know if you remember my father, he has a full beard down to like of his course, belly button. Yeah. yeah. And my brothers can go for, grow full beards, but not me.
5: Dean's like a patchy guy.
1: I'm a patchy guy.
5: Yeah. I think your dad would probably go down as the most unforgettable dad. Dad on the yeah, show ever. For sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, good for good for him. <laughs> good, good for, for him. that. That was probably the last time I talked to him. Actually, was on the show. Really? Right, right around then. Yeah. But really? now we live
5: in the same town as him. Yeah. So do you talk to him or Sam? Or no? no,
1: I was uh, I was at my friend's dad's 60th birthday party the other day, and it hit one of my friend's moms was like, "You should go in and like try to mend the bridge with your father." And I was like, I really don't want to, but you're probably right. I should do that. So one of these days I'm going to stop in and say hi to him, I guess. He owns like a health food store in the town that we live in. So
3: he'll be easy to find. Well, you can do it for, I mean.
5: I got to be honest. I'm okay with a family estrangement. I really don't like when people are like,
3: you have to, you have to do it.
5: You you only have one dad. It's like, cool. Cool. I'm his kid. Like, how is he being to me? And like, I'm his only, well, you have brothers, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, I have a friend who doesn't. Speak to her mom, and I know that she struggles with because that's always people's response. And it's like, but that's the parent; shouldn't they mend mm-hmm. this fence with me? So I don't like when people yeah, say. Lauren that. always yeah.
3: brings up a good point, and because she always puts things in perspective for me, being my wise little Buddha. And she's like, "Well, think about your kids. Would you do this oh, to yeah. your kids?" Right. And I'm like, mm-hmm. "Oh, no, not no way. There's no way I would let Josh or Taylor ever be estranged from mm-hmm. me. I, I just." there's no way, even if they try, (laughs) I will let them, I will find you. (laughs) So you're right. It's not on you. And I would just say, I, I, what I was going to say is not you owe it to yourself or whatever. It's like, if you want to, if it's something that you think would give you closure, make you happy, give you whatever in your soul. Great. Do it. If not, you don't owe it to anybody. Yeah. Well, it's tough.
1: Well, cause Caitlin's biological dad is kind of the same way. Like we don't really talk to either of them, but it's tough. I like, when he's dead in 20 years or whatever it is, you know, like, will I regret not having a relationship with him? Maybe a little bit. So well, like that's I, the
3: point, right? Yeah. It's, that's mm-hmm. the thing. It's, it's only on you. How do you think you will feel? Yeah. And what will it be? You know, if if you feel like that's going to leave a big hole and now I'm going to have great regret, then, mm-hmm. then do it.
5: I, I, it. I think it's whatever's going to give you peace. Yeah. I am an advocate for that, like your personal peace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you feel like there's something unsaid that you need to say, um, I have another friend who stopped talking to her dad this is like more common than people think yeah. by the way I'm like let's normalize it but um by real by the she, way it really is yeah and she tr- she told us on our recent girls trip and she said you know I really came to the realization she's like and her mom still talks to the parents who are divorced but she was like my mom wants me to make up with him and my mom kept telling me you know if he dies tomorrow you're gonna regret it and she goes I realized I would not yeah she's yeah. like he was not a great dad to me and if he died tomorrow I wouldn't there wouldn't be unthink- an things. Yeah. 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 But society puts
3: that on you. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, do you feel that pressure, Kaylin, with your family? Like do, um, you know, society puts this pressure of like, you owe it to you, yourself and them to do this and to have this relationship that, by the way, it's like, why would I enter into a relationship? I know is toxic. Yeah, I know is true. bad. Right, right. I'm getting nothing from this. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Same with my, t- my two older brothers just had babies and the one of them ex- is expecting their second child. No, no words from my dad.
3: You know, I don't even know if he has their phone numbers anymore, but yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And I can't, I just, and like Lauren says, she's like, could you fathom? I was yeah. like, I couldn't fathom right. Joshua Taylor having a baby and not, not being there. Right. <laughs> so I <know laughs> going to have guys, to kick me out of the room. <laughs> well, I know you guys
5: don't have kids, but have you thought about that? Like, if you have kids, I'm just curious, because I, I would imagine mm-hmm. this is something that has bonded you to, like you relate mm-hmm. to each yeah. other over it. And I would imagine also that even though you don't have kids, but you can picture now, if you had kids, mm-hmm. you would not. Be this way.
1: Well, one of the reasons I was always kind of anti-kid was because I didn't want to be like my dad. Mm. And so I didn't want to like have to put my kids through that. But then my brothers had their kids and they're fantastic fathers, like the best, most loving dads of all time. And so that's kind of like reinvigorated my spark to want to have kids. Um, So it was weird seeing them have their children is what inspired me to want to eventually have our own, I guess.
4: Yeah. And just like the relationship that you have with your dad. Like I know Dean's going to be such an amazing dad. The way he is like as as an uncle right now, but also in spite of your dad, kind of. In yeah, a way that's too. how my
1: brothers do it. They're like every time um, I think
3: about what it takes to be a good dad, I just do the opposite of what our dad
4: did or
1: <laughs> something well, like in, that.
3: You know, Lauren, again, Lauren and I have these conversations a lot. You are not your dad. Yeah. And you are not your mom. Either one of you. Right. It's you know, they don't they don't even necessarily define who you are. You know, you get things from them, you learn things from them, but that doesn't mean you are them. My kids are not me. Like they're not identical to me Mm -hmm. in any way, either one of them. They're both incredible human beings, but they're not me. And so, and I'm not my mom or dad. And so I guess to you, I mean, I can tell, I agree with Caitlin. You are such a loving, caring, doting person. You have that, you have empathy, you have grace, you have love. Like, I don't know your dad. I know you're not him. Mm-hmm. You know, I agree. I I know you're gonna be a good father. I could just I could see you with a kid, a boy or a girl, and being such a great dad. Yeah, I really want a girl, is what I is what I would you like want to have. It's funny. I could. I was like, I could see you being a great girl dad. A girl yeah. dad, yeah. yeah. Why is that? I just know how much of a,
1: a shit I was when I was a kid. And, and so I love boys for that reason. Cause yeah, I was yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah.
5: Wow, you two have really come. You know what's weird? <laughs> I I please don't take this in the wrong way at all. But I was thinking, first of all, I told Kalen yesterday, I'm like, wow is like so different than I remember him being a couple of years ago oh, in a come really on. When, good I, way. when
1: we did the interview on the carpet in Las Vegas. <laughs> in I'm not too different than that.
5: <laughs> totally sh- Housed and I remember being like, Are you do you want this interview to go live? And you were like, Yes, publish it. Yes, I do. And I was I like, blow okay. Up the world. Like he's saying he wants, like, okay. <laughs> um, so I like, but by the way, I wouldn't pretend like, I didn't really know you, then I'd yeah. interviewed you. But so that spending this couple of days with you, I said to Kalen last night, like, I mean, wow, I I would imagine it's the Kalen influence because two minutes ago, when Chris asked you a question, you kind of explained it and then turned to Kalen and said, I guess like, like, right honey, that's what we think. <laughs> yeah. um, but obviously you've grown up on your own, but I love the influence you guys have on each other. And just from interviewing you both briefly from the show at that time, I never would have shipped this. Yeah. Yeah. And I, do you guys look back and think like, whoa, but also it's surprising how much you have in common. And like, like, did you see that from the beginning or did it take a minute to realize, whoa, we kind of are really similar and we work well together.
4: It, it took a minute. Um. I mean, I had a crush on him. It's been like eight years since he was on the show. I slid into his DMs eight plus years ago. And
1: not eight years ago. Wow. Seven. Seven and a half. Yes. I was counting. Seven and a half. Round up to eight, I guess.
4: I always had the biggest crush on him. But then knowing him and being on paradise, I'm like, obviously, I'm so infatu- infatuated with him and, and love being around him, but I never thought it would work. Yeah. And then he dumped me. And then I was like, you know, the first few months of our relationship, terrified he's going to dump me again. Mm-hmm.
1: And then I tried to get you to jump out of an airplane. You said no.
4: Yeah, there's that as well.
0: (laughs) This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Now listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right, their little tushies all shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining Dawson's tushy now, and it makes me smile. Now, Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all babies' curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers right now. We got you, baby. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase.
1: Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart.
2: Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include the Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash blackandunlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine.
6: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
3: there are couples in this franchise and people always say, you know, did you know, or did, could you see it? Um, You know, like a Jaden Tanner that was a layup, right? You know, we all watched that day one, like, okay, show's over. Um, You guys, same thing. It's not that I wouldn't ship it. I just couldn't imagine it. I couldn't see it. I'm like, it was like oil and water. I'm like, how is this going (laughs) to work? And it's not that I knew either one of you that well, Mm -hmm. it was just my 30,000 foot level. And, but that's one of the beautiful things about, love. And even back in the day when the show was so pure and good is that things like this could happen. Mm-hmm. And I absolutely, the more I've got to know you guys and spend time. And I even enjoyed just hanging out with Dean yesterday. And I feel like I've gotten to know you a lot more just in this weekend, which I've really enjoyed Same. is just, you guys are such a love and I love mm-hmm. the way y'all talk about each other. And I said this to Dean, we did a uh, podcast with, with Ben. Um, I've always appreciated it. And where were we when we had a conversation? We were all standing together, three of us, and you were the way you were talking about Dean, I was like, where is he? And you're like, Oh, he's in Tanzania or he's in Uganda or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I think I was in Pakistan. Oh, at
4: Wells and Sarah's Sarah's wedding. He was in Pakistan. Where
3: where were we talking?
4: Wells and Sarah's wedding. Okay,
3: we're well, that's right. We're at Wells and Sarah's wedding. And that's when that was the first time I, I even got to kind of dive in with you on this relationship. And I was like, I left thinking, I really appreciate how A, she stood up for him. In an appreciative way, of like, she just said her husband's in Pakistan. That's insane. <laughs> he shouldn't be in Pakistan, but she was really excited for you. And and there was a lot of love in your voice and in the way you were talking about Dean. And and I said this to Dean, I was like, I really like the way she loves him because she's not trying to change him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That trip was actually really funny because I was hiking through the mountains in Pakistan <laughs> and we were so isolated. Pakistan is already kind of isolated. but Did anybody even,
3: have that on their 2024 <laughs> video
1: card?
4: I'll take hiking in
3: Pakistan yeah. for 500 It
1: was a long, it was like a 12 day hike through like, you know, 100 plus miles. Mind
4: you, someone died on that hike. And
1: someone died on that. We passed by a corpse which is pretty morbid to talk about more morbidness but yeah um on like the second day or something uh i was talking to the trip organizer and he was like yeah you know that's why i made everyone get insurance and helivac uh insurance like all this stuff and i was like oh yeah were we supposed to get that and he goes he goes uh (laughs) wait, you didn't get that and he was like got so mad at me he's like no you need to have these things in order for us to continue on and we're like you know we're three days up into the mountains at this point and I like get on the satellite phone and I text Kaylin real quick. And I was like, Hey, I just got in a lot of trouble with the, with the guy. Will you please get me like flight for life, flight for life insurance and, and something else. And she was like 20 minutes later, She was like, yeah, done. Here's your insurance information and everything like that. So wow. she came in the like, hey, I took
3: out a $10 million policy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Enjoy <laughs> Pakistan. Yeah. Don't feel like you need to make it back.
1: <laughs> I mean, in hindsight, did it, I need it? No, I didn't. So we could have saved ourselves a hundred bucks and not gotten it, but
5: but, it feels worth it. A hundred feels worth it. Yeah, yeah I thought really, it even yeah. more expensive than yeah. that. Actually, we, we feels com-
3: good. But Kaylin,
1: considering
5: you want to like have kids and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: Okay. You knew what you were taking on, and this is this mm. is interesting because a lot of women would not do this. It's the action, the adventure, falling in love with that is easy. Mm-hmm. Living with it is not because then the reality of, oh, crap, he really does live in a van sets in. <laughs> yeah. And But I like that you have always embraced that because a lot of women would be like, great, I loved what I fell in love with, but mm-hmm. now I want to domesticate that mm-hmm. and change that. Well,
4: have you always embraced it? Or were there any moments where you're like, well, I don't know? I'm trying. like waiting for Dean to cut in and be like, oh, sometimes I try to just rein it in a little bit. She but. does.
3: Well, that's actually healthy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he I probably would, does need to be reined in a little bit. And, uh, yeah.
1: I'd probably go crazy marrying someone that was exactly like me. So it's nice to have yeah. like the both, all the bases covered, yeah. I guess. And
4: same, like I I've changed so much and grown so much being married to him or, or being with him for five years. Like I was so high strung and such a pageant girl and still am a little high strung, oh, yeah. but I'm, but I'm working on it.
1: Yeah.
5: You got a pageant girl getting the insurance, man. You really won big. And oh, yeah. 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 yeah.
1: <laughs> yep. So, That's right.
5: okay. I, my, I'm doing like the math on your, like I, we would have kids. I want to have all girls. I'm hiking in Pakistan. Have you guys talked about, like, will you reel it in at all if or when you have kids? Or are yeah. you going to continue the adventures? Well,
1: we're already kind of reeling it in now because we just bought this house in Colorado. That, set down roots. Yeah, yeah, set down some roots.
3: Congratulations, by the way. Thank that's you so much. It's
1: great. It was a little out of my budget, personally. So now we're, like, tapering it back a little bit. It yeah. always will be. Yeah. <laughs> you know,
3: <laughs> that's my advice to anybody. It's, like, just know that your house, whatever you're buying, it's going to be whatever the number you had in mind, it's more. more yeah. But it's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, it is. Like, you'll make it work. It's like, and I'm not saying live beyond your means, but it always is like, Hey, even if you said, I want the million dollar house it's 1.5. Yeah, it just right. is. Well, Dean <laughs> was just
5: saying he wished he hadn't spent a hundred dollars on life insurance.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. yeah. really I yeah. I don't know what his budget is. I don't know. It's
5: low. It's tiny. I just don't
1: like spending money on
3: things. <laughs>
1: yeah. Except, except for flights to
3: Pakistan, I guess.
1: He's like, honey,
5: we can have the kids in this van. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Come
3: on. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm interested if your economics will check because you know, again, you and I have that conversation, you know, Yeah. know, I don't know if I ever told you, you know, Dean and I discussed this the other night is when we were on the beach at paradise, um, it was like three or four in the morning during, you know, right before a rose ceremony. And Mende Dean looked at me and, and you know, I'm standing there in my suit, just dead tired. And you know, like you said, it was monsoon season. The crabs are crawling all over us. And he's like, essentially, why are you here? Like, if you like, you have enough money to retire. Right. And I was like, yeah, technically. And he's like, dude, what are you doing here? Like, why, why wouldn't you just walk away? And he's like, I would be gone. And so it was just funny. And it's like, it's a question that's stuck with me and it's lived with me. And we talked in depth about that. Wow. The, other
5: day. the, the Dean effect. But what I'm curious about
3: Sober Dean effect. is if, if your thoughts have changed about living life on the edge of like, mm. okay, I'll make, this much money as an influencer and I have enough money to kind of live for a year. Mm-hmm. I'll go to Pakistan now. I'll kind of shut it down. Yeah. Have you thought more about, okay, if I want to bring another, bring a child into this yeah. world and build this family, if like, okay, now I need to kind of build a nest egg. I need to.
1: For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I always think that the influencing thing is temporary and I, and yeah. I think it'd be crazy to assume otherwise, you it know? Um, so now we just need to figure out what we're going to do once that well runs dry. I'm just saying yes to every deal right now and trying to like collect enough money to at least let us skirt by for a while. Yeah. Um, but it's so, stre- it's the, it's the root of 100% of my stress finances. It, it,
4: and like going back to insurance, my stress is coming from like, cause we have to buy our own insurance and, and pay for it. And mm-hmm. our deductible is $17,000 and monthly is so expensive. So I'm yeah. like, when I have to go to all these doctor's appointments, what the heck are we going to do? Yeah, mm-hmm. right. so that's oh, my yeah. stress right now. Yeah.
3: It finances are always, it is, it's, it's a huge burden for you know, everybody. But I,
4: you said something the
5: other day, um, and not an argument we were having. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the right word is. Um, A debate. A
1: (laughs) strong discussion, yeah.
5: Well, you said something like, you don't understand the, like you, you were like, I've always like been the caretaker. Like he was like, I've always had the stress of the caretaking. And when I really stopped and thought about it, I was like, yeah, I have to own that he totally has. Like in your first marriage, in our relationship now, you have your kids, you help take care of your parents, like other people. And I've really tried to take that in and not to like stereotype, but I do think still in a lot of relationships, I mean, I've talked to my friends about it. Like, I think men feel that a lot or whoever the breadwinner is. And I don't know if like, do you guys feel like you share that? Like you just said it's the source of all your stress. Mm -hmm. Is this, this is big right now for you.
4: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, If our relationship, like I would be the you in your relationship, you know, like she's the breadwinner. She does all of the, she does all the planning and the logistics, Mm -hmm. and she takes care of everything. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, sure, why not? So I I don't know if that's necessarily. No, there's one. Yeah, there's one who's
5: like Chris is totally the person who's looking at the bills and looking at the insurance and. Well, we told you guys this the other day as we were waiting for our Uber. I thought, the other day, I thought he told me <laughs> that he got a life insurance policy oh, yeah. on me.
3: Lauren just learned. She thought I had been going at great lengths to get in, before we got married to get an insurance policy on her. And then we're standing at the airport with Dean and Kalen, and she's talking about this. And I said, babe, do you realize that insurance policy I just got is on me. It's if something happens to me. If I die, yeah. Yeah. you and the I kids. I totally didn't know that. What, what
1: sparked that for you to get that? <laughs>
3: well, because, um, because my kids are taken care of, um, yeah. you know, again, it's, as Lauren said, I've since, you know, I college I've, I've lived alone. I was on my own and I've paid for everything. So whether it was rent turns into mortgage and insurance and credit, you name it, it's always just been on my plate. And so, you know, I, it's always been, I wouldn't say a burden, it's just life. Right. Yeah. And so um, once I had kids, you know, I established accounts for them and insurance and stuff. And especially once I got divorced, mm-hmm. once I became a single dad, it was very important because I was still taking care of my ex and taking care of my kids and trying to take care of myself and my, you know, other parts of my family. And so I had to kind of move things around and make sure that no matter what happens to my ex and I, my kids are always taken care of because mm-hmm. they were still young. I mean, you knew i back when we got divorced, they're yeah. nine and 11 years old.
5: Mm-hmm. I don't <clears throat> think Dean knew them then.
3: I met him when uh, they're pretty young. It was yeah. seven, eight, seven, eight years ago.
1: How long yeah.
5: have you been doing stuff? So, when?
3: Wow. <laughs> I know
1: when Kaylin said eight years ago, I was like, "Are you sure?" Wait, I just don't what is to time? That. Yeah, exactly. Dean and
5: I are over here. Like, what year is it? And You guys are like, so the insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay.
1: But yeah, and so you know, we
5: this, are, what, we're what, the, We have to be better, Dean. <laughs> what are.
3: precipitated this to answer your question, Dean, was when I, you know, added Lauren to my family and was to my life. That part of that to me is the fiscal responsibility mm-hmm. of taking care of her. And I know that she doesn't need to be taken care of. Like, you know, she she's fine on her own, but at the same time, like that's part of my responsibility, I feel. And so yeah. um, if something happens to me, you know, I've brought her into my life and I want her to be able to keep that life. Yeah. And,
1: so and Dean, so. I have this
5: idea that if you want to take Chris hiking yes. in Pakistan, I think like super fun. Hand you guys are close friends yeah, yeah. now. Pakistan.
3: Yeah,
1: super and safe.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, it was weird because she's like, Do you want to go to Korea? And she's like, No, North Korea. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm wow. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, just go hiking. It's fine. Yeah. It's beautiful. Untouched you know, resources. The really
5: idiotic thing is that mm-hmm. when you, I've now realized when you said I got a life insurance policy on like for you i thought it was on me but that also it would benefit us like i don't you know what i didn't understand well, what life funny is <laughs> i've also i've been going
3: to all these doctor's appointments i had to get blood tests you know you have to do all the stuff so you can get preferred or super preferred and all that and so yeah well, I i got a clean bill of health and i've literally been talking to her while i've been going to these appointments like she was on the road and she's like what are you doing i said well, i'm getting my blood taken i'm doing all this stuff for the policy and i'm like well, why would that have why would I have given blood for you? But anyway, long story short.
5: Um, anyway, um, so no, but that's
3: part of the, that's part of the responsibility. (laughs) And it is, it's something that is, it, it's not joyful. It's not fun. But like Lauren and I sat down and it's like, I wanted her to see the picture of this is our life. Like, and it's important to have those conversations, especially when you guys, I don't know if y'all did ever had that discussion of babe, are you in debt? Mm-hmm. Like how much debt are you carrying? What are you bringing to the table? And yeah. you know, like here's yeah. my accounts. Like I sat with Lauren, I I walked her through all my bank accounts. I'm like, here's the money. Here's what we have. Here's what, and, and so. We,
1: we have a pretty good, and we, even when we first started dating, we opened like a joint checking account together within like a few months. Yeah. Um, and then we were always kind of pretty open and transparent about our our pretty money. And yeah.
4: the main thing was just getting Dean's credit up.
1: Yeah. But we built oh, it up yeah. pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your credit I think, score? I think yeah. when I went on Bachelorette, my credit score was like 520. It was like five. <laughs> yeah, yeah, That's exactly. really low. <laughs> it was almost as low as it possibly could have been. And then So the
4: past five years, we've been working on that.
1: Yeah. Well, now up to like a, now 7, you're a seven, 7, yeah. 750, which is pretty good. Wow. Yeah. And she just knows it. A lot of hard work. Oh, yeah. She knows it. And hers is like 800 something. Yeah. But no, we've always been pretty transparent with that. And it's nice. Like, I always wonder, too, if if times have weren't good, like... You know we haven't had to stress about money very much you know like i said it is the root of a lot of my stress but yeah. but it is still like we are very fortunate with what we have and i can't imagine eventually when things might go south if they do hopefully they don't but like it's just a kid it's just another layer wrinkle to add into it to to get upset with each other about but for <laughs> now it's been good actually she wanted to buy the new iphone lately and i just keep telling her like we don't need we do you don't need the new iphone you don't need a phone so you keep your need a flip it. phone yeah so, yeah, we still have some, like, small arguments about that. She get, she doesn't like that I had my golf membership in L.A. still. Yeah. So we need to iron some stuff out. Well, but.
4: when we got married, we are like, we're fully, like, finances are completely blended now. Yeah. And yeah. so it's like, we need to be super honest about what we're spending.
0: Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Now listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right, their little tushies all shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining Dawson's tushy now, and it makes me smile. Now, Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all babies' curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers right now. We got you, baby. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase
1: every time we purchase from a black led brand we make room for another black led brand black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at walmart
2: some amazing black owned businesses that are available at walmart include the lip bar zach and zoe honey partake cookies the list goes on and on go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine
6: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury
5: I think I'm just now remembering your entire trajectory on the show. And I just remember that you were the F boy on paradise. Oh, like yeah. I, I'm not exaggerating. I fully forgot it until like just a few <laughs> minutes ago.
1: Yeah. That was Look me. at you now. That Look was at me. That was the F boy. I, I think I made F boys like trendy. You back did. in the day. Yeah.
5: Yeah. Elon uh, Gale is you for that show.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were the original FYI yeah, 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 yeah.
5: <laughs> but no, I also didn't know that story about Dean being your financial advisor on the beach.
3: He he was no he, no I mean, more of like a life advisor. I would say well, he you really, know you're he was just very literal. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of rude people, Ben Higgins just walked in. (laughs) I was talking about how you stole the toast last night and just buried me.
5: And and upset Chris so much that he had to go procure a dessert and come forth from the kitchen singing.
1: Oh, yeah, that was nice. His ego was
5: smacked so hard that he was like, I need to perform a a musical number now.
3: No, but yeah, and actually, I was a little bummed to hear that uh, Paradise has allegedly been postponed I think is the official way they're saying it is they're postponing it for a year or canceling it. Oh yeah. I, he- I did hear some whispers. Um, about Obviously that. either way, that's not, it's never good in TV. We all know this business well enough that when, you know, they don't postpone shows that are doing great, but, um, but I was bummed to hear that. As a fan of that show, not so much the main show, it's just cause I don't
1: really watch reality television a lot. It has seemed to have gotten worse over the years. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, we've
4: discussed this a lot just because people are so, Hyper aware and so worried about social media and like yeah. coming across poorly that mm-hmm. it's not good television.
3: You know what I noticed, and I, I said this when we were here last year, and I met some some or maybe some other iHeart thing. And I always meet some of the kind of the newer people that I I didn't watch and I don't know them. Like so, Justin and Susie are here; they're new, and I think they were on kind of recent seasons. And what I've noticed is there's no joy. Mm. There, no one's talking about it, even the ladies from The Golden Bachelor, no one's talking about it glowingly, hmm. um, about what an amazing experience it was. And look, I know that everyone, you know, even back in my day, it was like there was good edits, bad edits, and, mm-hmm. you know, and Higgins is sitting here, you're all sitting here. And so, like, we all had our ups and downs. Higgins,
5: really bad at it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, we made him look like the golden boy. <laughs> I said, Ben, I said, you've been getting away far too long from being known as the nice guy from the Midwest. I said, <laughs> your run has come to an end. I'm going to out him. Is for the guy he really is. Um, but I saw him pushing an old lady down on the street in Carmel. He's horrible, horrible man. I um, mean, so- that was you. You were in that room. <laughs> oh, that's right. <funny. laughs> I, was, I was the old man. I was wondering why my, why my hip <laughs> hurt.
5: We're in California.
0: He
3: said, Gone. "Screw you, old man!" And he pushed me down <laughs> on the golf course. Um, and but it is that's one thing I've noticed, and it's unfortunate that no one comes away with joy. And it's almost like this experience they've survived, you know? yeah. <laughs> which is a really and and I don't know if you guys think back on your time mm-hmm. uh, with joy.
1: Oh yeah, I 100%. had a blast, even though there were a lot of like darker moments, yeah. like the F boy series mm-hmm. uh, yeah. that I was kind of in the thick of. Uh, my there was hometown, there's a phase. There was a phase <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The hometown experience wasn't too good for me. Yeah. Winter games as a whole was just a, a mess of a show. Still fun, I guess. But yeah, I still look back on those fondly. Like even though there were bad moments, I still look at it as a net positive. And yeah.
4: It was like a fun time with friends and, and yeah, you, you've got your things that you go through publicly, but it, I had a, a blast. Yeah.
3: And do, you, do y'all notice that when you run into people on the franchise, just that joy? Yeah
4: it's like, oh, that was brutal. I'm like, you didn't have fun? <laughs> like, yeah. You didn't yeah. have a blast? And I'm
3: like, why, Like, why did you just like, you just signed up for prison camp? Like right, did you, right.
4: what, did you, what was going on? They took your phone. Yeah. Couldn't <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> communicate with anyone.
3: No, that's
1: true. I guess I never thought about that, but you're right. And I don't really talk to a lot of like the newer contestants. So maybe um I, I don't just get that experience firsthand. But yeah, when we talk to like Ben and, and Wells and everyone else that we know from like the same kind of era, for lack of a better word that we're from, it's always positive, but. Mm-hmm. Um, the newer contestants maybe just don't have the same experience. I always I forget
3: about Winter Games. Yeah, That was so fun. Yeah. I'm
1: glad you had fun. Remember when,
3: <laughs> remember when Ben fell in love with Yuki?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, I was, like, we were just talking about that the other day. He was like pulling her around the front yard on the sled oh and she was like screaming for him. Yeah, Dean, I
5: don't remember you on that show. Oh, that's
1: good. That's, let's let, keep it that way. Let
3: me. There's an indelible like thing burned in my brain. I can never get it out. It's this image. Oh. And that is Ben Higgins and Dean... In a speed racing, skin tight, we had a speed racing event and we thought this will be funny. We're going to put them in the, you know, the true speedo thing. And it was interesting.
1: Yeah. Well, those guys, those Canadian guys are all such great skaters. And then here we go. I've like been on ice skates twice in my life and it was just, and then, yeah, we were wearing skin tight suits. You fall on that ice, you're busting your hip wide open. Even at 27, I was scared to fall and hurt myself.
3: Oh, so. we had, you know, putting people on skis. Yeah. We had ski races. We, there were people who had never seen snow. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, we're going to fire you down a mountain. We're like, here, we're, we're going to let you practice for three minutes. Yeah. And now, now it's time to go. <laughs> Speaking and, of insurance. Yeah, I mean, and we had this net up, right? And people were flying into the net. It was a horrible <laughs> idea. And the snow was really icy. It wasn't even good snow. No. Do you
5: know how I knew as a reporter, and this is before we were dating, that you... Kind of didn't give a shit about that that show. Like you were just having fun. I show up for the interview, and for the first time, I've been interviewing him for years, and he had facial hair. Oh, I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I the beard Chris out. Harrison. Yeah, I remember that actually. He's <laughs> doing what he wants. He's he's just he's just enjoying this. It like, fit the mountain aesthetic, though. Yeah. I guess
3: it was kind of two things, honestly. That show. So we were really burned out. Like they, we kept creating shows, and you know, we were you know kept. We're having massive success and we are kind of victims of our own success because ABC is like, give us more, give us more, Mm -hmm. give us more. We're doing 26 hours of paradise. And so we were going from show to show to show. And when they added winter games, we had finally just, what would happen was we, we would wrap bachelor and that wraps like right around Thanksgiving. And you'd finally, you'd go home. You'd be like, okay, I can see my family, spend time with the kids and like reinvest and, and plug back in. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, no, like you're going to go home, celebrate Thanksgiving and you're going to right back out to Vermont mm-hmm. and you're going to be there until basically Christmas. Yeah. And it was just like such a gut punch because I'm like, I just, on a, personal level, spent so much time alone and as Lauren knows, because we had our first flirty conversation in that hotel room oh. when she interviewed me. Cause I was very That was sing- not our first flirty conversation. I didn't know that. I was oh, very cool. single. Well I guess the first flirty thing was in paradise and yeah. then then she came and asked you me
5: You know you got we were married for three months and forgets everything.
3: <laughs> there was a so she interviewed Push him
5: down the mountain Dean. She interviewed say? me
3: for winter games and she came in and she's like by the way, are you single? And this is in the interview. I was like, oh, she's hitting on me. I want to,
5: know. And so what was, but what the truth, so this is how I see the world, right? Right.
3: The truth was. He's like, on
5: camera, this professional woman is hitting on me. No,
3: The the truth was. Put some respect on my name. Some, 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 a producer had heard I was dating somebody and Mm. they just said, hey, Lauren, you need to ask that idiot host if he's dating somebody to try and get a scoop. Yes. But of course, in my mind. Yeah. I think she's hitting on me. (laughs) Yeah. And i like my version better <laughs> and what's the what's the real version though that was
1: it, it was re- just-
5: no he really did tell the truth the truth well that's how it was at et it was like like if you were going into an interview and they're mandating questions you have yeah. to ask you have to ask that and they were like we have this tip that chris harrison's dating someone so go ask him if he's dating someone so i had to like and i had i've been
3: dating someone but we were, we had been broken yeah. up so i was like well i'm yeah. single. Why? Yeah, and so no, we had a very flirty
1: and then conversation. He was like, but there's this
5: guy Dean who's here. Yeah, and,
1: yeah,
3: yeah. and he's circumcised because I just saw. <laughs> That's
1: so funny that you're just reading off your cards and Chris, and then meanwhile, I was just yeah. thinking like, wow, this girl's really in <laughs> she's, <laughs> really, she's Really asked me a lot of just because questions. I help
3: people find love does not mean I was good at it myself. Right? <laughs> Those that can't do teach. Um, guys, it's so damn good to have you. It's mm-hmm. good to see That's you. Great. And in all seriousness. It was great to like spend some really quality time with you at Wells and uh, Sarah's wedding. And then obviously here this weekend and you, man, I was like, I really, I said went to Lauren last night, I was like, I got to spend a lot of time with Dean this week. And I was like, I've really enjoyed getting to know you better. And I feel like you're in a great place in life for both of you. And I just, I love yeah. it. It's I'm been great. Really gotten close. And I, will, I appreciate what a good guy you are.
1: I want to take this opportunity to apologize to you for uh, losing our team play yesterday. I mean, <laughs> I missed some big putts out there. Let Ben and Wells take about 70 bucks off of us. What was that
3: quote that
5: you told me last night? I was like, how'd you guys play? And you said, you know what they say about golf? It's just about having fun out there. I was like, Dean, I don't know golf, but no one says that about golf.
1: (laughs) I I always say the best golfer is the one having the most fun. So I was the best golfer yesterday.
3: (laughs) Dean and I rode together. We had a blast. And then we played Wells and Ben in a team event. And again, Higgins is right here. He did nothing. All, yeah, was well, he was a big well nothing carried. burger all day. He wrote Ben, well, why just, did you come into this room? He
5: wrote
6: he's doing a
3: podcast next.
6: Because I don't know. So
3: Almost Famous Podcast. Who's gonna be on the Almost Famous Podcast coming up? Justin and Susie. Justin and Susie. New love interest. New love interest. Yeah, I talked to them last night about their relationship. Really interesting. How they, you know, they were on separate shows, but that's not how they really got together. I, well,
5: look at Dean and Cain. Yeah.
3: And no, they're coming True. in hot. There's Justin and Susie right there. So we will clear out. But Dean, Kalen. Thanks keep, for having us. Good to see you guys. Yeah. Love Thanks you guys. You. It's been fun. Um, I think I speak for everybody. Let's keep the mustache off.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, did you,
3: and honestly, did you shave this morning or last night? It was this morning right this before I came here, yeah. Oh, so you did this for the show. Like, I did it for you. Handsome. Just for you, yeah. Team handsome. Yeah. He's back. He's <laughs> back. Yeah. This is step one of Dean coming back. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening follow us on Instagram at the most dramatic pod ever and make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. I'll talk to you next time.
0: With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share black Lead products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black Lead products that are creating a new world of choices
4: at Walmart. Just, you don't want to miss it.
0: This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Now listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. That's right, their little tushies. All shapes, all sizes, especially when they start really moving. We have discovered this recently with Dawson because he doesn't stop running. Now, with Huggies Little Movers, you get our best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. I'm just imagining Tussin's tushy now and it makes me smile now huggies little movers has curves designed to fit all babies curves and helps provide up to 12 hour protection against leaks so make the switch to huggies little movers right now we got you baby